0: girl. Friend of yours? No, it came with a friend. It came with a friend? Yes.
1: Coming
2: to you somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome to Nostalgia Highway, the movies you know from the guys you don't. We thank you so much for hitching a ride along with us today. I'm your host, the mayor, Matt Weston, and with me as always are my two esteemed co-hosts. I am the Lord Ketchum, and I'm Dave King of the Red. Okay guys, so today we are going to review the cult classic from 1989, The Burbs. In,
0: Spend a quiet week at home with Tom Hanks in The Burbs. It's a comedy about what happens to an ordinary neighborhood when a very unordinary family moves in. Neighbors for the Neighbors are murdering people. We got a real problem. I hit the gaslight, i run!
2: Tom Hanks, The Burbs. Bring it home on video cassette from MCA Home Video. The Burbs was released February 17, 1989. It was directed by Joe Dante and written by Dana Olson. Ray Peterson, played by Tom Hanks, a stressed-out suburbanite on vacation from work, along with his bumbling brother-in-law, Art, played by Rick Duckeman, and Vietnam veteran Rumsfield, played by Bruce Stern, are convinced that their newly moved-in neighbors are murderous satanic cult members.
1: Just want to remind our listeners and anyone that is unfamiliar with how we do things, we are on full spoiler alert here on Nostalgia Highway. We may not discuss every detail, but there will be minor major spoilers discussed in this episode.
2: Good. Good, yes. That's good. It's very good. (laughs) Very bueno. Muy bueno. (laughs) Muy bueno. Okay, so starting off, I love how this movie starts out with the Universal logo, and then it starts actually turning into Earth. Kind of predating Google Maps in a way Which I thought was interesting
0: Um,
2: But uh, You know and it zooms right into the setting of our story Which kind of looks like to me like Illinois Or Missouri And I always thought that was one of the coolest openings To a movie as a kid I really liked that It's pretty creepy I thought it was really cool Um, I enjoyed it But I guess IMDB says otherwise They, uh, They say the painting at the beginning of the film Depicts as if it's taking place in Des Moines, Iowa
1: but, I really never picked up on anything. I I I, how does, I knew it was it was going to take place in a cul-de-sac. That's what I got. From it. <laughs> so how
3: does
2: IMDb gauge that it looks like Des Moines, Iowa?
1: Is it where the the trajectory of the where logo it's zooming in? in. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, because okay. yeah.
2: I see, because I guessed Illinois, and Missouri, but then it goes on to say also there are several references that it kind of it implies that they're in the uh, Chicago area. That's what I was kind of. I would say I would say that as well. Right. So, It's up to you to decide, you know? Sure.
1: If I was a guessing man.
2: There you go. I really enjoy the paperboy sequence through the credits where uh, you get him tossing the paper at Tom Hanks and then he tosses his coffee back at him and then he does the same thing to Walter, who was played by Gail Gordon. He was in a couple of Lucille Ball TV shows in the 60s and 70s. Um, And the dog Queenie, which... I don't know if you guys know this or not, but this was the same dog that played Buffalo Bill's dog, Precious, Ah, in Silence of the Lambs. I did not know that. Two years later. That's awesome, creditable dog there. Yeah. (laughs) She can do anything. Gotcha. Take a shit. Character actor. (laughs) Character. (laughs) You know, just a pro. (laughs) But uh, this was also uh, Gail Gordon, who played Walter. Uh, This was his last role. Oh, was it?
1: Yes. I think this is um, Ruben... Brother the Theodore, yes, I, this is his last movie too. Yep, Brother both Th- of them are. Yep, yeah.
3: good pickup. I think got some good chemistry between the neighbors. I enjoy
2: that uh, build. I love the opening because yeah. you you kind of get a feel for everybody, and uh, it's cool. in every. Every person... Every, every city... Every town in kind of America. Of, uh, yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere. It sets the town. suburbs. But I like the Paperboy sequence because it kind of reminded me of playing Paperboy... Yeah. ...on Nintendo back in the day because that was one of my favorite games to play and I always... I don't It just made me think of that. That game's a pain in the ass. It is. It... it <laughs> yes. 20 minutes of it and I'm done. <laughs> but in Mario. This was the first thing I ever saw Bruce Dernan in my life. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yes. So... Forever and always, he will be Rumsfeld right here, to me, no one. matter what. Uh, but since then, I have become a fan of his. He is a phenomenal actor. Um, it's also my first introduction into the teenager adult Corey Feldman, who plays <laughs> Ricky Butler, which he's perfect for this role. By yeah, the way, yeah. you, he's you couldn't have picked. Honestly, I don't think you could have picked anybody else better for this. Is a this is such a really good cast they play off each other like you talk to their king it just they play off each other really really well it feels There's feels organic chemistry. Yeah. it feels real yes I agree with you on that but the uh, I like the rock music that Ricky starts mm-hmm. it's uh, it's actually called Machine by Circus of Power okay.
1: hmm.
2: so but I always like that riff and I like how it's like you
3: pulled your Shazam out while you were watching it what's that mean you know check the song you, you knew what the song was no I had to look it up oh well okay
1: He's i just getting this fact straight.
3: I just suggested that, oh, you pulled your Shazam out while you are watching this movie then. Isn't Shazam a movie? What are we talking about it's here? It's the fucking app that you check music with when you're watching this movie. You're like, oh, what's that song? Beep. Oh, I and don't know that. And your phone
2: listens to it for a couple seconds and tells you. you Listeners, don't that? I'm a dinosaur apparently. Wow. I, I don't know how to convert MP3 I didn't three know files. I, be honest. I just I know cure. it's a movie in theaters right now. Okay, okay, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I heard it was pretty good. I don't know. I've heard good reviews about yeah. it, but it's not my type of movie. Yeah. But, okay. I was it's, like, "It's not your Shazam out." Like, what okay, are you well, talking about here? It's not Kazam so. Oh, back, is that on, the, track. Is that back on track. That's a movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, don't yeah, watch oh, that. Man. That definitely. will get a better review. <laughs> yeah. Raps all the time. I don't think I saw it. Oh, I did. <laughs> but uh, did you know at the time uh, Corey Feldman and Michael Jackson were friends? Yeah, they were friends. And uh, MJ didn't visit the set, but the chimpanzee Bubbles Bubbles, was there, and I guess they had to keep it in Corey Feldman's uh, trailer, Mm -hmm. and I guess there were numerous times when Corey came back and he found that there had been uh, chimpanzee shit finger paintings all over the walls. And I guess Joe Dante eventually banned the chimp from. You're from telling the me set. Michael
3: Jackson put Corey Feldman in charge of his monkey for the weekend or whatever when they were filming. <laughs> yeah,
1: your, yeah, you're basically bubbles. That's more or like less a damn nuisance. Oh my, yeah, I would have never. Well, it that. sounds
2: like it was, and I'm sure Corey Feldman wasn't the one that cleaned it up, but okay. Joe Dante did say, "That's it, no more bubbles, out of here." Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> all right, <laughs> I did not know
1: that, man. Being friends with Michael Jackson is going to be tough.
2: Yeah, you guys can insert your own Michael Jackson jokes here. Right. We'll, we'll just we uh, go all day, but we're not going to. We're just going to skip right <laughs> on to the next subject here, and we're going to talk about Queenie's fecal matter.
0: Uh.
2: <laughs> it was a. It was a real dog uh, crap. Okay, it was actually a mixture of dog food and bean dip. And it was squee they put it they packed it into a caulking gun and that's how they yeah. squirted it out. So nobody because I guess they wanted to use real dog poop, but nobody wanted to step in it.
1: Again, practical effects.
2: <laughs> Hollywood folks. Right. Make do with what
1: <laughs> you got. CGI.
3: <laughs> right. I don't want a CGI dog crap in my eighties <laughs>
2: uh family horror movie. No. That would be shitty. Yeah. Per umpire. Right? <laughs> So we get Carrie Fisher. It's Carol Peterson's. Uh, it's uh, Carol Late. Peterson's. Tom. Great. Carrie Fisher. Yes. Still looks <clears throat> good. Yeah, I. She's she's cute even with a little right. pixie haircut.
3: Yeah. Um, what did she do? You think did she actually cut her hair in real life? You know, on a drunk night, she's like, "Oh, I just want to cut my hair," and then she came to set, and they were like, "Oh shit, you got." Your haircut you Well know.
1: it was a style man but, It was a
3: style Okay but I mean Towards the end of the movie She comes in with her haircut
1: Right
2: And Tom Hanks even comments yeah, on hey, it's like I haircut. like your hair Yeah
3: I get to see her Being you know, drunk one night Like I want to cut my hair And then comes in to set the next day And they tell me eh. Well list, and that drunker. was the
2: time When she was Her yeah. substance abuse Was pretty heavy If I'm not mistaken Which I'll tell you I You couldn't tell Yeah No yeah, she looked Straight lace. Because yeah. I was going to say Here in my notes I mean she's like The perfect shrew But she's still likable And lovable Oh, yeah. You know, uh again, uh, it's just an observation I made everyday America, mom
1: like... in America. Right, yeah. exactly.
2: Yeah. They they totally like I said, they totally nailed it with this cast. I yeah. very very well done. So, we're in the Peterson's uh house for breakfast and I'm ad placement galore. I'm telling you, it was all over the place. Oh yeah. Did you all catch the uh, Gremlins cereal yeah. in the background? Yeah, I didn't see that. Really? really? Yeah. Oh, Oops, yeah. Yeah. yeah, thought that was pretty. Get cool. on rewatch, I guess.
1: Joe Dante always plugging his stuff.
2: Yep, and then uh, that's where we get Uncle Art introduced officially by uh, played by Rick Duckerman. Honestly, he might be my favorite character in this movie. It it really? go, him him or Rumsfield? yeah Rumsfeld is mine. My... to me I he he Rick Duckerman was awesome in this he was so funny he, the, the timing comedically was on point you know he, he's in there and he's just helping himself to food and then he's uh, putting an empty syrup bottle back in the fridge and he busts out a whole pineapple and leftover ribs I mean honestly I think he might be the adult version of my cousin. Oh, oh yeah. 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 You know what I mean? I'll give you that. Give you that. Yeah. The, 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 the whole pineapple killed me. That's so funny. It's so random, but it's perfect. I mean, it's just. I don't and then know. Uh, Tom Hanks walks away from his eggs and he's like, hey, you going to eat these eggs? And... <laughs> right. Uh, so you said that they're related
1: in this movie?
2: They're brother in law? The way I understand it, I didn't. Catch Carol and Art are brother and sister. Oh really? The way I understand yeah. huh. it, huh? I, I didn't I didn't pick up on they,
3: that. They do that at the beginning, yeah. Kind of. Oh okay. I need to nod re-watch to it. that or allude to that. I just did a rewatch. I need to do yeah. a rewatch. Damn it. Yeah, because I'm Mr. Grim on serial. I still to
2: go back and find that. Rewatching it on your iPhone? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Hell no! I don't watch movies on my iPhone. Hell no! Hell no!
2: <laughs> so the half cocked theories. Line that's kind of repeated a couple of times. Uh, Ray first mentions it and then Art kind of throws it back in Ray's face later on. As a kid, I always thought they were saying Hitchcock wrong. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a Hitchcock theory, like an Alfred Hitchcock theory. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh wow, how did they let this stay in like that? And then I, you know, as I get older, I'm like, oh, okay, I understand what they're saying now. I get it. So, I don't know. You I've ever been- went into anything halfcocked? Plenty of times. All right, me too. And I'll tell you, (laughs) I don't recommend it.
3: Nah. Plan it
2: out. Word of advice, plan it out. Plan ahead. It it works out for the best, usually, (laughs) or better.
3: I don't know. Every now and then you can make chicken salad or chicken shit, but... Sure. I'd rather
2: have a plan. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So Bonnie Rumsfield, played by Wendy Shaw. Yes, sir, she is a hottie. So, uh... And no tan lines. No tan lines. That's what Corey says, <laughs> right? So she also uh, went on to voice Francine Smith in the American Dad yeah. cartoon television series, and I guess mm-hmm. she got that role because Seth MacFarlane loves this movie. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. So I thought that was pretty interesting that she ended up getting that. But yeah, you're absolutely correct, boy. She was, she was a looker.
1: And it's funny too, Bruce. You know, Bruce Dern, Rumsfeld. He knows what he's got, you know. Oh yeah, he, he Corey Feldman's character. Yeah. He's just he's over there checking her out and everything. Brewster, he he didn't really give a <laughs>
2: shit. But See, hey, I but love I it. think in real life, there probably would have been problems with a Rumsfeld character and a Ricky Butler. I've seen character. it before,
1: though, man. I've seen it before, where you know, the older guys got a nice trophy wife and she's on the other side. Flaunt it. And, yeah. It, we're, he's down with letting it flaunt and everything. Enjoy it, People, boys. Yeah, take a gander. Explore <laughs> the space with your eyes
3: only. Like yeah. Bill's mom or Bill's dad's
2: girlfriend from Bill and Ted. Oh yeah, exactly. What's oh, her yeah. name?
1: Yeah, I forget. He's uh, been a minute. Uh, I mean, oh,
2: what's uh, she? It's the it scenes like uh, something. I mean, mom. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was trying to think of her name. I can't. Man, that's gonna bug me now. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> she was banned. The dare scene between Ray and Art when Hans Klopek played by Courtney Gaines, who was Malachi in the Children of the Corn movie that we just reviewed, he comes out on the porch. The dialogue between them, it's great. I love it. It's well placed, well timed. It's so childish. Very Uh, childish. Yeah. I remember doing shit like that when I was like
1: eight, you know? Yeah. With my friends and shit. Do yep. it, do it no, You do you it, do it. No, no. Like, oh, you're gonna miss
2: it Oh, oh, you just if This was the lead oh, oh. Chicken, chicken And then we get that epic western style music With a close-up of everyone's faces Including exactly. queen. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's so Which is great It's perfect, I love it <laughs> It's just so funny It's awesome
1: Bruce Dern, he did a lot of westerns back in the day. He was in the Cowboys with John Wayne and, and stuff.
2: Yeah, he did. He also did a kind of some of the lowbrow, like he did the uh, some of the like the Oh, I can't remember what the name of the movies were, but they were they were like the acid trip movies. Oh, There's really. one that he was in with a. It might have been called The Trip, I think, with uh, Peter Fonda. He was in it, and there was another one, like that he did. A. Afterward, Hoffman movies or something like that. Or... <sighs> I can't remember who directed it. Not that lowbrow. Oh, okay <laughs> but, but yeah he he did he kind of did a little bit of everything he's kind of a jack-of- all trades so he's, pro- he's definitely a product of his time oh yeah you know so now he's he's an awesome actor yeah, he is, really yeah, is yeah, yeah. great in Django Small role. Yeah. small role Very small role Like he's small. not even man, credited it's like <laughs> Dang Right yeah He's like this is not a guy You want to mess with Wait Bruce Dern was in Django? Yeah, yeah. He was in one, he's the, he in was one the, scene He was the Karukin Yeah
1: he was the, he's the plantation owner Okay uh, that, yeah,
3: yeah 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 I remember it was Almost as soon as I asked I was like yeah that's right Yep yeah. It's like a, almost a, It's like yeah. a blink and
1: you miss it almost. Sell them
2: And when you sell them Sell them cheap <laughs> Yeah That's good I always enjoyed, I know you guys know this, but like the sub stories within, you know, movies. And it was very brief, but I really like the sub story Art had about Skip, the soda jerk. Yeah. Uh, where he uh, murdered his family, like, you know, years ago with the uh, ice pick. I like that. I always thought that was yeah, a creepy then... element of the story. And then you kind of get to see, you know, a version of Skip in Ray's dream as Art. Yeah. But um, he lived on Skip. Lived on Elm, by the way. On Elm did you catch Street. that? I did. No no he did. I did. thought he that lived was on Elm Street. That was a little nod to uh, Hills. Joe Hills, <laughs> uh, to uh, West Craven, Joe Dante's friend. And you but get possibly. you get uh, some super cool cameos by Joe Dante regulars in this. You get Robert Picardo, who was uh, Eddie Quist in The Howling. He was Coach Cutlip on uh, The Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. And he was Dr. Zimmerman in Star Trek Voyager And the recently departed Dick Miller uh, Probably my favorite character actor As a kid growing up I hear, I hear And listeners, if you don't know who Dick Miller is For God's sake He was in everything Go Google it and look him up (laughs) You probably know who he is you know Dick Miller is, but these, uh, but they were the uh, garbage Men <laughs> Vic. Yeah, I don't know. Pain. Everybody's
1: looking at me now. It's yeah, the, uh, it's the garbage man. The older garbage man, uh, who's in Gremlins and.
3: Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. Dick okay, Miller. Okay, you know, like, I totally do now. I totally yes, like literally in yes, everything. Yes, oh yes, yes, yes. I remember. But yeah, they were both named Old Vic. I thought that was yeah. weird. I call him Old Scraggly Face. If you just said Old Scraggly Face, I've been like, oh face. yeah, I know Old Scraggly Face. Well, you you, you everything
2: old scraggly face and, and I it mean, comes who, up Dick Miller oh okay <laughs> I, mean, I know he is now uh, He's
3: in the Terminator yes I know, he I know who he is zone. now I yeah, immediately I mean, like feel stupid but not like oh my god stupid but well I mean okay. like not like everybody should know Dick Miller stupid but uh, you should know Dick Miller though yeah, if, yeah, if we sure. review <laughs> as many movies as we do and I don't do Dick Miller yeah I'm a little embarrassed but
1: <laughs> that's fine moving on I'll be alright when they all... Bre- oh, go ahead. Also, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, he was in an episode of uh, Freddy's Nightmares. So, oh, yeah. So whenever you get that... I out. have
3: started watching Have that.
1: you? Yeah. it's yeah. good stuff. This too doesn't work. What? what? I, I don't know. Oh, don't tell me that. It just
3: doesn't read. It says it's disc error and I pulled it out, and it's flawless. <sighs> uh, untouched right. by anything.
2: Not well, even a speck of dust. But. Man.
1: All right, moving on. Moving on.
2: Bummer. We'll check <laughs> it out later. So when they all break into Walter's house... The guys are so wrapped up in this half-cocked theory that when Bonnie screams when she finds Walter's toupee, Rumsfeld is only concerned that they found something instead of his wife's concern, yeah. you know, of his, her, her safety. I thought that was funny.
1: He's military. Very. Know, so, And it's great. He loves playing the military part, like when uh, he's sending Ray and Art over the fence. Oh and yes, and, and when they successfully do it, when synced up with him, you can just tell he's all giddy just about that. You know, so oh, yeah. he likes
2: when a plan comes. He together. is having yeah. way too much fun with yeah. this little mission of theirs. I <laughs> noticed that too. Like he, he's like
1: Here he gets to bust out all the toys and goodies, and right?
2: Everything he's like night scope <laughs> and all this scope me, right? <laughs> but uh, and then we get the line that he says, and it's. Uh, one thing about these old guys—they don't ever leave the house without their hair. No sir, Walter left this house in a big hurry. <laughs> oh my gosh, Bruce Stern is so awesome in this movie, yeah. man! Like it just—it's his
1: stare off when he's you know talking and everything. It's, like, it's just really good.
2: It is. It is great, and is the timing of it and kind of how he gets his voice kind of wavers at the end. It's awesome. Just huge credit to him. <laughs> So, we there we get a scene with uh, Ray and Art in Ray's basement, and I think we're going to insert a little audio here for the first time. Try it out, see what you listeners think. But uh, it's about it's a little over a minute. Really funny stuff. So here you go. You were gonna win the lottery and you blew $500. Oh, oh I can't
0: seconds. believe you're still bringing that up. I had up. a dream a plane was gonna crash, so you took the bus to Las Vegas. If so I'd have been, been on the plane, it would have crashed. And it, and crashed. it and doesn't apologists. matter. This wasn't a dream. This was a vision. I'm telling you, these people are Apologist Satanists. Jitter. As I sit here, they are Satanists. Look, look, the world is full of these kind of things. Look at this. Black masses, mutilations. Mutilations! The incubus, the succubus. I'm telling you, Walter was a human sacrifice. Oh, I should have gone to the lake. <laughs> I should have listened to Carol. I listen gone. to your wife. Uh, Who listens to their wife? Listen. You gotta listen to me. You know what the deal is? What we gotta do is we gotta go down to the religious supply store. We gotta get ourselves a couple of gallons of holy water. No, My cousin Jerry's I'm a priest. He can get us a deal. To no, no. We gotta. Then we gotta go to the market. I don't, I don't we gotta to get ourselves a couple I'm of those big strings. You know they string that garlic. A couple big strings of garlic. To we gotta get ourselves some I'm fresh lamb's blood. To and then we gotta. Ray, do you want him to take your family, kidnap them, tear their livers out, and make some kind of satanic pate? Ray, you're chanting. Ray. Ray, Unconscious chanting. You're chanting. Now. I, I want to kill to everyone. Satan I'm is good. Satan is our pal. Ray, Ray, you're chanting. Hey, once they get in here, it's over. Pal. So we
2: get that, I want to kill everyone. Or, Satan, wait, is, no. good. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. It's so funny. I guess uh, Rick Duckman uh, ad libbed that. It's all ad lib. Yeah. Like there was a lot of ad libbing in this movie. Yeah. I, guess, I guess with yeah. uh, Carrie Fisher and Tom Hanks playing Jeopardy, that was ad libbed, huh. and um, that was their idea to play Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot That's of cool. things yeah. kind of off the cuff on this movie. The Joe Dante was totally open to that. It it adds to the. Yeah, um, it creates. Mm,
3: um, and that's
1: to the realism of the, the neighborhood and, you know, just being in everyday American town.
2: Well, and the one thing that was interesting, I guess Tom Hanks and Rick Duckerman, they, as much as they're on screen and they share time together on on screen, like, they really, off screen, they clashed. But I guess Tom right on. was professional about it and, you know.
1: I like but, Rick Duckerman. I do too. He was funny in uh, Little Monsters. Well, he oh, scared yeah. the
2: shit out of me in Little Monsters, actually. He was like yep. a snicker. I can't remember his S- name, but Spike or that's Snake. the Howie Mandel, Monster Under Your Bed movie yeah. with Fred Savage, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. I remember watching that as a kid. He like he played
1: the, uh, that one crazy, bulky guy, mean-ass one. Right. Know? Okay. It scared me, you know? He'd be smoking a cigarette and he'd just eat the cigarette. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> it's been so long. It's been I so love, long since I've I love seen that, that
2: movie. I love Ray's nightmare sequence. So like mm, yeah. leading into it, he's watching. He's in bed and he's watching uh, Race from the, Race with the Devil from 1975. Yeah, watching The Exorcist from 73, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two from 1986. So that uh, the chainsaw when he's coming downstairs and yeah. he's coming in the stairwell and that. Long ass chainsaw comes through the wall. He doesn't even hardly flinch at all. He's just kind of like, "Oh, we're doing this now." <laughs> but I tell you what, that scared the shit out of me as a kid, and that was a great jump scene. Oh yeah, but I'm not even a big fan of jump scenes
1: to be honest. But yeah, that was a good that was one. good. Yeah. It was really good. It was before well-placed. it was a
3: thing to be a jump scene. Yeah, those were
1: cool. <laughs> they or just, just randomly. get overused anymore. Right, like, the new Halloween. There, mm-hmm. I have problems with it, guys. There's. There's too many jump scares and just I don't know <laughs> didn't need to be happening. Right, and most of them were spoiled
3: in the trailer, so right. It's not like we were scared by. Them. Yeah, yeah, it's true. they
2: they could have hid more. I thought, right. but uh, well, this, well, movie still right okay with this movie did it right with the jump scares. The birds did it right. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, I didn't know I was watching a jump scare, and you know. Right. Well you don't really know what's going on, you know. You're kind of right there along with Tom Hanks, like, know, oh, what's happening? I love that dream <laughs> sequence though you're you on something. You like. know, and then we get uh we get Art as Skip, the soda jerk in there, kinda throwing out whiz bangers and it's being good thing humorous. Killing a family. Who ordered the blood shake? You know, and we got the little slide whistle and stuff and and you hear it about everybody in the background. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. It was really cool. It was probably Courtney
1: Gaines when he's holding that chainsaw right there. Oh yeah, he looks That's wicked. Awesome mm-hmm. man. I like the look of him in this movie. He's got the patchy beard and shit. And he's It's kind of like 18th. how I grow beard. <laughs> I can't grow a <laughs> beard for shit. Nostalgia Highway. And just so whenever uh, Courtney Gaines, you know, I watch that movie, it's like hmm. I he's know what he's going through. <laughs>
2: But it it's scary. It, it, I don't know. It looks pretty wicked. <laughs> For I mean, and obviously when this came out, I think I was nine years old, yeah. uh, and obviously I, I mean it was more funny than scary. But there were parts of it that as a kid. I was kind of like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> Where how how far are we going to go with this? Yeah. You know. And then we we you, ultimately you too we, far. you yeah you just kind of we dip our toes in yeah. basically with this one. But no, it's. It does have some moments.
1: I enjoy once we break out of the um, the dream sequence, and Tom Hanks is watching uh, Mister Rogers. Yes, he's going to be playing Mister yeah, Rogers in a new movie coming out. Oh, uh, that's so, right. Yeah, that's kind of I don't know, a little foreshadowing. I pointed I that out
3: when I was watching. I was like, "Yeah, there's Mister oh, Rogers wow. he's watching Mister Rogers. He's going to be playing Mister Rogers here soon. He looks good as the part. Too. Interesting.
2: Yeah. I could totally see him. Oh, have you looking. not seen pictures? No, I haven't. Not, not at all. You check it out, man. <laughs> I will. Really spot
1: on. Wow. That's interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. And it's funny because he's mumbling the words and everything. Yeah, and yeah. That. Just slurping, slurping his orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there, man, after a long night. Right. Where you've had a crazy dream and everything. You just, all you need in the morning is just some juice and just chilling out and just ponder. Be by Think yourself. about what you're going to do and everything, you know. Right. <laughs> Which leads into a really good scene with Carrie Fisher when you know he's up on like the, which, he has an awesome house in this movie. I wish I had a little porch above my garage. And oh, his like deck, that. yeah, deck, that's yeah, freaking awesome. But he's out there sipping orange juice. Carrie Fisher comes out. and or, or uh, Rumsfeld and Art coming down. They're like, "Let's come out. Can you come out and play?" You know, like, "Can you come, come out, out, please?" And oh, come on! She's like, "No, he can't. He's done for today." Not until he
2: resembles the man that he once was. And then and, and Art says, "We don't have that kind of time." That's <laughs> awesome. I love that scene. And they just act like little kids. Yeah, well, kicking Art, at the Art, ground. Art does that little, uh, yes,
1: little pouty kick and everything. It's so great. Rumsfeld
2: shoves his hands in his pockets, and mopes away. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love that scene. It's so funny. So well done. So the whole scene where uh, Art is telling Ray that Art and Rumsfeld ding-dong ditched and left a note at the Clopex yeah. is awesome. Just basically from the, from the time Rumsfeld and Art are doing this up until the end of that scene, it, it is... Awesome. It's always great when you
1: got Tom Hanks having a little uh his his classic Tom Hanks
2: overreacting,
1: outfit, you know, his fit and everything. Right. You
2: know? Oh, oh, oh. Crushing <laughs> beer cans and <laughs> flailing around. Oh, he's done it in so many movies, right. you know, so. That's the fun. Tom Hanks I grew up yeah. with, not the distinguished Tom Hanks that we have now. This yeah. is the Tom Hanks Comedy. I like.
1: Comedy Tom Hanks.
2: This is in my opinion this is one of my favorite. Obviously, Forrest Gump and, I mean, uh, Saving Private Ryan, and I know I'm forgetting uh, scores of others that are, I mean, let's be real, they're better than this movie, but this, I think, is one of my personal favorite performances of him. Yeah. This uh, and Big. Yeah, I was going to say big, this All and big. big was, oh my gosh. And those are my top two uh, pre whatever.
3: I mean, because Tom Hanks has like two pre careers. Philadelphia. Yeah, pre Philadelphia. <laughs> pre serious Tom Hanks actor. Right.
2: Yeah. This, I hear you. The verbs and the big, yeah. I got you. The big was awesome. <laughs> I that oh, I can't tell you how many times I watch that movie. Robert Loja Loja <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> We're not even going to go into that bit. <laughs> it goes on too long. But Carol totally nails it in foreshadowing when what happens to the guys, and she says, uh, "Before one of you falls off a roof or sets yourself on fire." I thought that was pretty funny. I picked up on that. I was like, oh, okay. I see what you did there. I got that. So, did you guys know that Ricky Butler's house, Corey Feldman's house, was the house that they used in the Munsters? No, mm. I did not. It was. Mm. And if you notice, most of the time when you see his house, it's Closed-in shot. I was going to say. Good. Did they have any long-angle shots? No, they didn't because Maybe they didn't want, want to, to give it out, away.
1: You know, that's about it. But it's always from above
2: sure. or side shot, right? But yeah, like they they intentionally did that because they didn't want anybody to pick up like, oh, that's the that's the Munsters' house. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty cool. I thought they they did okay. a really good job, and it's pretty cool that they mix that in because you know they're just supposed to be this normal family that's not normal and. I I like that. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Ricky in that movie, he's painting the house and everything. I like Bruce Dern, Rumsfeld, he's on the on the the roof and everything. He's like, "Shut and paint that goddamn house." <laughs> he's like, "Whoa,
2: <laughs> that's hilarious." Like I said, Bruce Dern is just epic in this. This is I, I picked a good movie to get introduced to Bruce Dern. I think. Yeah. You know. Um, so we get this neighborly visit to the Clopex. Uh, it's <laughs> awesome. I love how Bruce Dern's carrying the brownies like he's this,
1: you know, elegant <laughs>
2: waiter on his fingertips. <laughs> he goes Art, through the porch, right? The he's like, "There goes <laughs> the goddamn brownies!" <laughs> oh my God, Bruce Dern, Little killing him. sweet tooth. <laughs> <laughs> it's just he's so awesome. But I really like how Joe Dante, uh, besides basically. When Hans comes out on the porch and we have the dare scene between Art and Ray, you really don't see the Klopex until about almost an this hour scene, into the movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty much. You
2: know, I really thought that was well done. That was kind of like you know, well,
1: keep st- the mystery alive. Yeah, you
2: know, it's like not seeing the shark in Jaws. Yeah, you know, I I thought that was a it worked. It really worked. Yeah, you only got like a
1: glimpse of the. One brother, and you got a glimpse, you got a a scene with Courtney Gaines and everything. Right. He's beating the shit out of the trash. Right. And then he comes out on the porch. Freaking awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, boy. (laughs) Creepy. uh, Man.
2: I I got mad respect for Courtney Gaines. I really do. So, Uncle Ruben is a pretty intense fellow. And he was played by Brother Theodore, whose real name was Theodore Gottlieb. He voiced Gollum in the animated movies of The Hobbit and The Return of the King, but also did Smeagol in Return mm-hmm. of the King. I have those. Do you? Yeah. I'll oh, okay. Have. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that he also played Captain Carl Clitoris in the Jaws porno parody called Gums from 1976? Oh, my God. Did not. i to have to. The Captain P- Clitoris? Carl Clitoris. Oh, my God. <laughs> alliteration galore. The plot revolves around a killer nympho mermaid that prowls around the waters and has an oral fixation. So I'm gonna have to catch up on my 80s. Uh, no, this is 70s. Okay, well, whatever. My horror parody uh, <laughs> pornos. Yeah, because I'm a little behind on. Them. I just Captain Carl Clitoris, man. Huh. But uh, as I we a...
1: so so he was actually like in the porno. Yes, I'm not going to say well, I'm not going to say or... he
2: wasn't, you know, a porno actor, but he was in a porno as an actor.
1: Okay. All right. So, that's weird.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I got to put that in the notes. That's got to <laughs> we got to talk about that. If huh. nothing else, just to be able to say Captain uh. Carl Clitoris out <laughs> loud. That's fun to say, yeah.
1: I never thought I'd say those words.
2: Me neither. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> <laughs> Bucket list check check mark got it. Who came up Moving that? on. <laughs> so we talked about a lot of improvising on screen, and this is another one of the improvising uh, scenes when it was from Rumsfield when he's tearing the wallpaper, and I know they really amplify the sound. Does nobody hear him tearing it? Because right. like it is awkward they care. city.
1: I don't think they care.
2: <laughs>
1: well, that's okay. They're not going to be there that long anyway. You know. Right. They have full intentions on moving, you know. With neighbors poking around like that, you can't stay. Right. You just can't do it when you're... I mean, they're making themselves at home when they come visit them. They're, they do. splitting up and checking everything out. And right. I've got that kind of uh, weird tendency. If I see <laughs> something like that, I, 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 I pull it. I, I do.
2: I don't know. Start investigating. Yeah, I just, you know,
1: flick at the hole. Yeah. Make it just a tad bigger. Oh, crap. <laughs>
2: what are we talking about cool. that when he's
1: tearing the wallpaper
2: oh off. what are you talking about you're all yeah. flicking a hole and making it bigger and like okay so say, <laughs> say something like there's a hole in the wall I know, you know I, got you. I gotta keep messing
1: with it and everything I've got those tendencies I, I hear I, you I pick it
2: that shit. you're a <laughs> picker yeah I'm a picker <laughs> and it's the awkwardness they have between them. it's it's awesome and then the first thing that's brought up of course is the weather softly damp. Today,
1: <laughs> it was damp that day because if you look at the scene prior, it, it had been raining and everything. And the trash because you know they got the overhead shot of right because the, it got down the rain. In yeah, before. Right, they're yeah. going out there and the trash is still freaking out on the street and everything. Yeah, I love it. It's yep. so good. <laughs> it was it was damp though.
2: <laughs> she can't do anything with her hair. So I think this has to go. It's at least got to be in the running for the worst uh, party snack ever: sardines and pretzels. Yeah, that was fun. With the eyeballs and everything. Tom Max took it like a champ. How they emphasize the sound of the slimy, gooey oh, nastiness <laughs> that I can only imagine that sardines uh, are because I've never had them, nor will I. Uh, they're salty. Ugh. Oh, you've had them? Oh, yeah. Oh. They're not unedible.
3: Oh. I think I ate them at Pizza Hut once. Like They brought us out a can. and
1: I just, yeah, At I try.
2: Pizza Hut, they brought out a can of sardines? Yeah, somebody ordered them and... This has had it in
1: back in the 80s. Yes, yeah, so this, this, this was when we had I was the like, red
2: cups and the bucket pins. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> bucket club.
3: Yeah, this was when I was like maybe, I don't know, 13, 14, A 15. Yeah, I wasn't we top, but I was old enough. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember, but
2: Okay. Wow. All right.
1: Yeah, I remember trying. It was just salty as
2: hell. I will it never like try. Salty it. ass like Yeah, I
3: don't know. Um, okay. I don't, don't really have guts.
1: Even even if it was fried up. I don't think I could eat it. It's a
3: consistent taste. Like, you don't like taste, oh, there's, you know, the.
2: Well, it's all like gelatinized, isn't it? Like, it's. Yeah. And and the fact that I'm saying gelatinized. With fish. With (laughs) something that's edible that's not jello or jelly or marmalade. I'm out. That's what they do with Vienna sausages. Yeah, I don't like like those either. (laughs) I don't like them either. I'm just saying. I don't don't like (laughs) (laughs) spam. I think the I think only I'm, kind of canned meat I like is tuna. I like treat. Yeah, I'm thinking of anchovies. Fried up. Ugh. I don't what, like is there,
3: What's the difference between sardines
1: and anchovies? I don't think there is. I don't really know. One's hot, one's not, I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't it know, just anchovies. dawned on me. I was thinking, well, maybe I had anchovies. I don't know. It doesn't matter.
2: Either way,
1: fucking It was, fuck it was and, disgusting as shit, though. You know, when uh, he's eating that. Yeah.
2: On the pretzel. Well, and it made me wonder sardine. as a kid was sardine. And they're like, "Oh no, I'm trying to cut back." And then Carol's just like, "Yeah, dude, come on, Ray, it. take it for the team," you know. And then we get this, the crunchiness. And in my kid mind, I'm thinking, "Okay, well, it's a fish. It's got bones. It's a fish." And it's like I'm hearing the bones crunching when all it's really the pretzel. I wasn't even thinking about a pretzel, but yeah, it's just oh god, just awful, awful, yuck, gross, hated it. But-
1: and then he gets into the sneezing fit. Yeah, Which what was the, that? It I sounded like a motorcycle I don't trying know to how, start. I, I remember when I was a kid. I tried <laughs> yeah. to reenact that, and I couldn't do it. I think I'd shit it's, myself if I did. <laughs> you know,
0: because
1: yeah. it's so unique. I've never. I don't think. I don't think Tom Hanks could do that twice. I really don't. You know, because he he just got in that zone and. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah, that's cool. probably the well, best man, interpretation tried I've it. ever heard. I literally tried
2: to do it <laughs> wow. and stuff,
1: and it, it's. It's hard, it's you know? That's so funny. I mean, man, he
2: sold it. It was really
1: funny.
2: <laughs> so funny. No wonder this guy's won so many Oscars. That lot. That right. That scene right Packing there. Packing dust. His sneezing.
1: I <laughs> thought it was the sardine actually that I did caused too. him to, yeah, it, to go into it. Like an eyeball or something got lodged in his <laughs> oh, like in between oh, your gosh. nose and your
2: mouth. <laughs> a dorsal <laughs> fin or something. <laughs> God, that's just so awful.
1: <laughs> this movie lets you take the imagination, you know.
2: Right. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so we get uh Rumsfeld also with another great one liner. Klopek. was that? Slavic? Tom Hanks but. was the first one to say that one actually. Yes. You know, <laughs> but but he says it to them, yeah. so like it counts more, I think. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he really doesn't. But uh, I love that Henry Gibson, who plays Doctor Klopek, is yes. in this. He's another one of those favorites from my childhood. Love seeing him in this. He kind of has, I really think, with he, if you dyed his hair black and put him in a cape, he'd be Dracula. I, yeah, oh, I'd say he? He, he's channeling his inner Bella Lugosi. I thought. Yeah. You know, because I really, that's cool. I'm okay, so that's I wasn't I, off on that. Yeah. But really cool seeing him in this and you you know the way they set it up where it's just this big monstrous hulking shadow and then here comes this the little guy here little, comes out Henry Gibson. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <A>. Henry Gibson right <laughs> so Rumsfeld again trying to figure out I, I, I swear I, half of everything I'm talking about is Rumsfeld in this movie
1: he's the best character in the movie
2: to be he's, honest I mean
1: Tom, Tom it's H- hard to give out the best character for this movie it is know. really um, it is yeah you know. But because there's five, six really, they're strong really characters, good characters in this. You know, yes,
2: so. I agree. But Rumsfeld <laughs> trying to figure out that painting. He's standing there, spinning around, standing back, looking at it all inquisitively. I don't know I why that. he was having
1: such a problem with that. It, it was clearly just doctors having like you know
2: doing heart surgery or right. something. I don't know. <laughs> um, that painting actually appeared in the opening sequence of an early Rod Serling's Night Gallery. Also, oh, oh, yeah okay I thought that was pretty cool I have to I lo-
3: revisit my night galleries. <laughs> are you a night gallery fan oh yeah, yeah really like oh that's yeah. cool yeah they're interesting they're not quite on the par with Twilight Zone but okay every now and then they have a gem yeah that's I'm cool sucker for I don't they I ever
2: watched
3: this actually episode one was great <laughs> it kind of then there's a miss and a hit and I don't know okay
2: that's I, a way I eventually
3: in. got lost with it because it just there was, there
2: was a lot of misses but every now and then you get a hit kind of gotcha. like the new Twilight Zone Right on. So, did you know the Klopax Great Dane was named, I'm, I'm going to say, hopefully I say this correctly, Landru? Landru? Um, it was potentially named after the French uh, notorious serial killer Henry Landru, or the Overlord in Star Trek, uh, episode oh, wow. 21, season 1, <laughs> The Return of the Archons. Oh, my gosh. Man, you look too hard. at Jeez. Lose, lose. i <laughs> say. I told saying. you I was thorough with my you notes. Where well, thorough. You did you did some Holy some thorough. Crap. So, it's open to interpretation on what you want to figure out what the Great Dane name was named after. Horse. So. Was it named yeah, horse. it was a horse. <laughs> you keep a horse in the basement? <laughs> <laughs> Again, another classic Bruce Dur- It's just, he's so funny in this. <laughs> so, I got a question. If the Clopex didn't kill Walter. Why go into Walter's house for the toupee after Ray returns it in the mail slot? Now I understand they were getting his mail. Well, okay. I okay, I'm saying I understand the explanation that was given to the police, but does would Walter really pick the Klopex to get his mail? No, no probably not. Okay. But so then that that's odd then.
1: It is odd. But the Klopex
2: are we don't need really to really it. hard. They're, they're they're really really odd people. Right, he, he
3: doesn't like other neighbors though. So I mean, you know.
2: Right, but I just think of all of the neighbors. Na- I mean, I would think Ray and Carol would be the most likely choice. You know, he sends his dog to shit and in the yard. Then. No, Rumsfield. Oh, okay. I think Is that
1: does. definitely hundred percent Walter's Toupee? I mean, it, I mean, it's in Walter's house. Yeah, but I mean, they. I, I think the Clopex could have had a different Toupee. They've killed a lot of people, you know. Could be somebody else's. Well, let's get CSI out here, right? <laughs> right.
2: Get some forensics. That's what I got. But they do have his <laughs> mail. I mean, it has yeah. got his name on it. Like, oh. Okay, oh, I was just something that was kind of made me scratch my head. Just thought I'd bring that up. But so Art, by all rights, in this movie should be dead. <laughs> Between getting hit uh-huh. in the back of the head with a shovel, getting attacked by a dog, getting electrocuted, and falling from a power line, this dude's dead.
3: Well, he died not long after his movie, didn't he?
2: <coughs> no, Rick Duckman's still alive, oh, if I'm not mistaken. No, what? Rick Duckman. Really? Yeah, he, he's, he's dead. Oh. oh, wow. I did he not know away. that. Yeah. Well, he uh, had to have been fairly young.
1: Well, hold on. Let me research that real quick. But, yeah. I, I think he's up? passed away, though. Huh. Let me let me double check. Okay. Yeah,
2: 2015. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, he didn't die right after this. Huh? He was 62. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's a shame. I did not know that. Speaking of art, he's got the line, "Ray, do the words breaking and entering mean anything to you?" Yet yeah, he's breaking every freaking law on the planet. Right. I this this <laughs> that line bugs me because he says that after the credit card doesn't work, so then Ray breaks the window. So now, after breaking a window, after doing everything else that you've done, only now, right, are you doing something illegal? Because <laughs> you're literally breaking something. I I guess I don't know. He's a unique character. Yeah, Art. he's a he's a he's a moron basically, yeah. but he's hilarious. <laughs> but how did Rumsfield miss the Klopeks pulling up the first time with that loud ass car, and then backing away the first time? How did he? I mean, obviously I get it; it's a way to serve the story, yeah. and it tips them off. But I don't know. I kind of thought that was a little. He might weak. have went inside, got a cup of coffee.
1: And the snack and everything, you know. He was up there on that roof all freaking day. But he
2: really strikes me as the type of guy the that... the did...
1: never really came all the way up. Right, you now. The... I know they have a loud car. Okay.
2: But, you know... I think if they would have done away with the, the loud exhaust on the car, it would have made it a little more... Plus, Ricky
1: was listening to music, jamming party, and everything
2: like that. Getting that lame off his yard. Yeah. yeah. Hey, lame get out of my yard! <laughs> no way! I called the pizza dude <laughs> I like to refer to as like they, they called him the pizza dude It's just yeah. the pizza dude The it's whole 90s, time 90's man Very You know Corey Feldman He was a He was a
1: Ninja Turtle Yeah he right? was Raphael right Yeah Uh no Donatello Hell I can't remember Just the voice of He was a voice yeah. Right But still He wasn't Michelangelo He's a pizza I dude he, I thought he was Michelangelo Ma- Michelangelo You just said Raphael Oh jeez Oh did He's I say Raphael colorblind man, He don't know what you Well man. I am He's colorblind blind. Okay everybody Nostalgia mm-hmm. Highway You know this the Mayor's Colorblind. Very. He doesn't know Teenage teenager. It was interested. the red one. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> they all look the exact same. Yeah, they're same. all red. That's what the... They're all red.
2: Making fun of my there. disability. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> These guys give me shit about that all the time. We don't care. Uh, it, yeah. is a, <laughs> it is a funny disability. I'm right. Sorry. He
1: was the voice of Donatello. Okay. Oh, nice. Nice catch. So,
2: so I was right. There we go. All right. Well... It doesn't seem like the most likely one. At least the one of the three of us got one of the, the four right. turtles right. 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 So I mean, one out of four keep, ain't bad. Keeping keep some credibility. A <laughs> you little got a bit. cup right there. What's
1: what color is that one? I don't think he does the new one. He only oh, did the original damn. stuff. Right. So. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> Quit being mean. <laughs> so, Shut up and paint your damn house. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and get that lame-o off your yard. So I love how Ray kinda like staggers, slides down the front of the Klopex steps <laughs> after the house blows up. I I don't know. I thought that was hilarious. And he's just like totally oblivious. This dude by I mean, Ray should be dead too. I mean, he, he was in a big ass house explosion, you know, but <laughs> you know, it We get this line and Tom Hanks improvised this. It was uh, the scene where he says, "I've been blown up. Take me to the hospital." And then he lays on the gurney for a second, and then he gets up and he Crafts picks it up room. and he tosses it in the ambulance, and he gets in. and He just dives headfirst on it and just lays there.
1: <laughs> it's so that's so funny. It's a good job on the rest of the cast for holding their ground and uh, you know not just breaking into hysteria and everything when he did that. You know, Carrie Fisher just walks up and's like, "I'm going to meet you at the hospital." <laughs> yeah. And he's like Okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> kinda waves her off with just cool man Luke. Let's just It's so funny. It's so funny. We get to see Rumsville take down Hall. He
1: wanted to say so so bad right I there. He, I, he had to stop <laughs> himself. I'm sorry I fucked you up, but you know. <laughs> he he was like he was about to say it.
2: I think he mouthed it like He did. Well yeah, I, <laughs> Right. It's like when they do a countdown where they go they hold up the five, four three to, oh yeah, and then they're two, silent two, for the like, one. right? Like the Wayne's World. Come on, yeah. you got to right. give the underhand. Yeah, yep. But when we get to see Rumsfeld take down Hans, you kind of get a small glimpse of just for a moment of just how badass Rumsfeld is. Yeah, with yeah. what yeah. he says to him, he's like when he's got him in that hold, that choke hold. <laughs> he's like got some yeah. Like it's a funny scene, and then you kind of get this moment of seriousness where you can just kind of tell, like, man, he sees some, he's seen some shit, you know. Speaking
1: of shit, I think that um, Corey Gaines' character, well, he called him what, Pinocchio in that scene because he was wearing that stupid ass hat, Then the later the hosen, yeah. Um, when he slips, I, I've always, I, I, don't know if it's just me or something. I think I've talked with you about this a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I think there's, there's a theory that he slipped on Queenie's shit in the yard. I've heard that. And, uh, okay. I don't know, it's kind of like I don't know, it's, um... Are they in Rumsfeld's yard? No, they're not. Oh, okay. They're in the other yard. But, Queenie doesn't uh, Queenie, Queenie doesn't okay, discriminate right. yards. So, it, but it's, you know how Rumsfeld's always bitching about the Queenie shitting in the yard and everything right. like that, you know, so this is kind of like, um, poetic justice mm-hmm. and, everything, right. and everything, you know. That's if cool. Queenie had been you know, shitting in the yards, he had a hard time getting... Pinocchio would have got away. Yeah, There right.
2: you go. Right. No, but I really like that scene. And like I said, right there at that moment where he's got him in that, that chokehold, he's like, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Old Mark Rumsfeld's not all fun and games, no. you know? So, did you guys know on the Burbs Region 1 DVD release, there is about a six and a half minute alternate ending?
1: Mm,
2: I did not. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Well, have you guys seen the ending? Did you, did you know there was an ending? I seen the original ending. Okay, did you see the alternate? No, no. no. no okay, no. well, I did. Uh, it's actually uh, it's on. You kind of do. It's like an Easter egg on the special features on the DVD to get it to pop up. Uh, but it's also on YouTube for free. I was just going to say, is it on the YouTubes? It is on the YouTubes. <laughs> all right. It's totes on the tubes. I'm going to YouTubes it right after. Right. That. But I did watch it, and like, uh, it doesn't deviate too much from the uh, ending. Um, and We're in the ending where we get uh, Dr. Klopek and Ray bust out of the ambulance, and they end up you know, racing down the road, and then they end up hitting the car, and then trunk pops open, and we see all the bones. Mm-hmm. Instead, in this one, Art is coming up and trying to talk to Ray while Doctor Klopek and Ray are having a struggle. They open the doors and they see Doctor Klopek trying to accost Ray, and that's how he gets taken away. And there's some, there's a little more dialogue with Doctor Klopek. actually all the Klopeks, really, uh, in this ending. But the end result's basically the same, okay. a little different. I recommend watching it. Right. Um, I, I still feel, honestly, I think. Because I think the coming out of the ambulance on the gurney was a little silly. But this movie's a little silly. But I kind of feel like maybe if they would have intertwined more of the alternate ending, some elements of it with the ending we got, I think it could have made it a little bit better. But like I said, this whole movie's a little bit silly, a little bit over the top. It's supposed to be funny. so. But yeah, I was curious about that, if anybody knew about it or seen it. Mm-mm. So, okay. Worth checking out, sounds like. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Like I said, it's like about six and a half minutes long.
1: It's so. actually pretty long.
2: Yeah. Well, guys. Oh,
1: got one of those in.
2: All uh, right. Uh, uh, uh. Was that your Elmer Fudd laugh? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> do it again. <laughs> it's, my, it's my
3: sarcastic, ironic laugh. I don't know. That's funny. I don't think I can do it again. Uh, I think if I did it again, yeah, I'd screw it up.
1: Yeah. It's once in a lifetime. <laughs> That's right. That's it. And it's gone. <laughs> Well, so guys. The, oh, go ahead. Those, we got, um, the bones in that in the car. Those look really real. Uh, yeah. Like um, when art, nice
3: brown and, color to them.
2: where they mm-hmm. You know, stained the, by time. And, the age. Yeah, I liked it. I thought they did a good job with that. Uh, did they? It's not anything like Poltergeist where they use real nothing skeletons. like skeletons. Okay.
1: Nothing like that. But they did a really good job. You when um, art was throwing that femur bone <laughs> in the back with it. Yes. And everything, the dog. Um, so funny. Yeah,
2: I was little. I was like,
1: "Holy crap, that, that looks legit to me." That's
2: one. So. That's <laughs> what. I, that's how I learned what a femur is from this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, I think a lot of us did. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so I femurs the city. thigh bone.
3: Because we didn't pay attention to health class. I know that. Not enough. I mean, unless it was sex education week, and then we we're all like, "Hey, what's this?"
2: <laughs> right. That's I'm so all funny. ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, unless. Anybody has anything else they want to add to it? Are we ready to go into our wrap-ups and recommendations? Mm-hmm. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Beat. All right. Who wants to take it first?
3: Yeah. All right. I'm going to 6.5 on this movie just because it didn't blow me away, but it is one that I love to show the kids because it does introduce that uh, that age into into horror. It's like one a stepping of those, stone. It's one yeah. of those Tim Burton-esque, you know, Beetlejuice-style movies. Gremlins. That's, yeah, Gremlins. Right. It's fun to show the kids and and then not have nightmares you don't have to worry
2: about. It. Sure. It still could give nightmares, I mean. Right. But it's one of those. And I'd say there's two, three scenes. Right. I'd say Ray's nightmare. Ray's nightmare, yeah, of, of
1: course. And the yeah. ending. Yeah. The ending, sure.
3: There's things I love about this movie, but
2: it's just, I don't know. It's not one of my favorites, but. I noticed I mean, you were a little quiet on this. I was kind of wondering if it was just, you're I not mean, quite as high on this one. I get it.
3: It's just, I don't know,
2: there's not a lot to, in my, uh, I don't know,
3: wheelhouse. Gotcha. There's not a lot that I loved about it, but I like it. It's not that I'm disappointed in okay. it.
2: Fair enough. It's okay. Just, it's
3: just one of those middle-of-the-road movies for me. You don't have
2: to defend it. That's yeah, your rating, all right, man. All right. I'm middle-of-the-road, so but a six little above middle-of-the-road. Okay, 6.5 out of 10. Yeah. So, what do you think? Uh, own it? Watch it? It's watch it. I mean, it's a watch it. Okay. All right.
1: Absolutely, it's definitely yeah. a watch it. Um, this is a, a another personal favorite from when I was a kid. Um, my favorite character has always been Rumsfeld. Um, <laughs> he's just, I don't know. He's awesome. I, I've always I've always wanted an uncle that acted that way. <laughs> when I first watched this movie, I was like, man, I wish I had a family member that was like this. Gun crazy. crazy and everything. Had an all outfit. kinds of sweet toys and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the story of the story is it's well written. Um, it's not great. It's not meant to be great though. Um, <clears>
2: are you saying? But it's, it's a lot of fun.
1: A, are you saying it's not a perfect movie? It's definitely it not. A per- it's not a perfect <laughs> movie. Has flaws. They did really well with poop. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, you know, like art, art zaniness. Um, you know, him getting electrocuted and everything. That quirky. And everything like that. It's
2: fingernails turn black. Yeah. I like that.
1: <laughs> nice touch. Um, other than that, though, I mean, it is—it's absolutely a fun movie. That's um, fine. Definitely I like. let kids watch it and everything. Yeah. It is for a good sure. stepping stone film, like you said. To me, it is a fun movie for sure. It oh yeah. It's
3: just—just it just for me, wasn't a Knock it out of the park, movie It was. Gotcha. It was a line
2: drive. Maybe it was a—it was a double. So you're on base. <laughs> yeah. You're okay.
1: Right. You're on base. <laughs> That's I fun. like it I like it I'd say I'd like a, a hair more than you Dave right. um, I know IMDB's got it at like a 6.9 I think 6.9 um I have it just a hair above it 7.5 right. um it's kay. just been a classic of mine yeah mom mom and dad watched it all the time when I was a kid so I was constantly watching it and I right. love that kind of humor and everything 7.5 from the lord
2: okay Well, I'm going to start off with here, I got a, I don't know, maybe this is a little thing I want to do, maybe it might die out, but I got a little excerpt from Roger Ebert's review from February of 89 from the Burbs. And what I got here is, the Burbs tries to position itself somewhere between Beetlejuice, which I thought was interesting that you brought up Beetlejuice. And The Twilight Zone, but it lacks the dementia of the first and the wicked intelligence of the second and turns itself into a long, shaggy dog story. It's about a group of nosy neighbors who grow concerned when a strange new family moves into their neighborhood and settles into a, gothi- a crumbling gothic house that seems out of place in the split-level suburbs as a tarantula on angel food cake. He did, however, give it two stars. All right. Two stars? Two stars. Yeah. So... But like you, Lord, growing up, this was a movie that was regularly watched in the house. Uh, this was one of the more lighthearted and more humorous gateway to horror movies for me. But there was enough meat on the bone that kept my interest and nice. caught my attention. The score in this is awesome. Uh, Jerry Goldsmith was a composer. Uh, you get, you know, the creepiness with the gothic tones. You get some silliness with it, some quirkiness. All the while, it's Pretty atmospheric, and it completely supports what you're watching on mm-hmm. the screen. Um, I just really thought that was really well done. Really well done. On, uh, Jerry Goldsmith always hits it out of the park. Right, he's legendary. He I really loved how Joe Dante took multiple liberties with how many times we go back and forth with. Are the Clo- Did the Clopex kill people? Did they not? Did they? Did they not? I, I like that. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was a nice touch. Of course they
1: did. They're burying stuff in the backyard and everything. <laughs> my God.
2: Right. <clears throat> I, I like the re, the logic. Like, well maybe they're fishermen and they're for <laughs> night. Fishermen? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Do you hear yourself wake up and smell the coffee? Oh. Uh, but Bruce Dern and Rick Duckman steal the show in this for my money's worth. Bruce Dern is so funny. Uh, even when he's not meaning to be, he had so many great one liners as we've already talked about and quoted. Uh, Rick Dalkerman was great as the goofball idiot of the bunch. Uh, but like I said, everyone was perfectly cast in this movie. I think Ray Peterson was written custom for Tom Hanks. And, yeah. you know, this was right at the time before he got big. Hmm. uh. Uh-uh. Actually, I think big was before this. I wanted to say that. But I, I think know. it was about a year. I think it was 88. I yeah. think. It was definitely a yeah. But, anyways. <laughs> so, you know. You he'd already been big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but as far as our self perception in relation to the characters i think we all want to be rumsfield but i think at the very least we're ray and i've come to realize as an adult i fully identify with ray yeah <laughs> i was going to say i think i'm right so you guys are both rays
1: <laughs> right so. and I, and then i just think I everybody i strive to not be yeah i strive not to be ray <laughs> i strive definitely not to be art
2: <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think everybody, you want to be Rumsfield, you are Ray. you just hope you're not Art. Right. You know? <laughs> but as much as I enjoy Gremlins, the original Piranha, the Howling, even uh, Inner Space, The Burbs is my favorite Joe Dante movie. Hands down. Um, even Gremlins 2? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, hey. even Gremlins 2. Hey, it's man. been mm-hmm. a long time since I've seen that movie. It's a good movie. I just watched it recently. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I, liked it too. I like those too. Cool. There's a lot of hate itself. for it, and I don't understand it.
1: because it's, it's just so zany, and it's
3: it's kind know, of like just... in the same category as yeah. Ghostbusters too. A lot of people hate both those sequels yeah. for similar reasons because they just went a little bit. I agree. S- see, I'm big on, it on the,
2: fun on it. Mm. I'm big on back Ghostbusters back too because I my took... grandma took me to see it in theaters. I I really thought the whole Vigo the Carpathian. I thought that was a cool concept. I like that. Yeah. The paintings creepy as hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. So but... I like how it moved. Yes. That was awesome effects for the time, too. But, but yeah, this is my favorite Joe Dante movie. It's such a well-crafted movie with a simple but strong story. You have real characters. They're believable. Countless memorable scenes, one-liners, and a spot-on score. So, this is rated PG. Yeah. So, well, there's not really any reason for it not to be. Some language. There's some, some language. Some language, yeah, but... but there's no Everybody's, gore, no that. violence, and the violence you do see, it's all comedic and cartoonish, mm-hmm. you know, or implied. Yeah, but, you, think,
1: you, know, you see some bones.
2: Right, yeah. yep. But uh, runs in an hour, 41 minutes. Uh, it had an estimated $18 million budget, and it made $11.1 million on its opening weekend and opened at number one in the U.S. It grossed $49.1 million worldwide worldwide. It is now streaming for free on Amazon Prime if you're an Amazon Prime user, or you can rent it for $2.99. And it's also on Shutter if you have a subscription. As you talked about, IMDB has this as a 6.9 out of 10, a meta score of 45, Rotten Tomato score of 51%, with an audience score of 71%. My rating changed on this. Obviously, this is a movie I've seen, I've count, I've lost count. <clears throat> before i had it a 7.5 out of 10 like you i bumped it up half a star nostalgia factor i was reminded how much i love this movie and i'm able to turn a blind eye to a lot of things in this because it's it's so it's so funny <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> he's
1: able to turn a blind eye on it <laughs> that's good though man it it's a fun movie. It know? really is. And
2: that's what I'm saying. Like, in the believable characters, so well cast. It's funny. The, the comedy's well-timed. It's well-paced. It's just really good stuff. But, yeah, I got it at a... Uh, it's at an 8. An 8 now. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I bumped it up. I hear you, man. So... There's nothing wrong with any of those ratings. Well... This concludes our review of The Burbs from 1989. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we did discussing. You can find us on Facebook at Nostalgia Highway Podcast. Be on the lookout for new announcements, drawings, and updates. We'd love to hear from you, the listeners, on any future episodes or input on older episodes. You can email us at NostalgiaHighwayPodcast at gmail.com. And we once again want to give a huge thanks and shout-out to Cody Jones and Sean Jackson for our theme music for the show. So on behalf of the Lord Ketchum and Dave King of the Road, I'm your host, the Mayor, Matt Lockson, and we thank you once again for hitching a ride along with us, and we'll see you next time out on the highway.
3: Do not touch the trim.
1: I didn't.